Lost Conversations. Today's conversation is about growing up in church, and we are going to have a good time today. I'm Danae. I'm Sherelle. I'm Terrence. And I'm Vaughn. And we're just going to get right into it. So everybody in here has grown up in church, right? Yes. What denomination did you grow up in? Well, you know, I started off Baptist. The unsaved ones. That's what we was told. Baptist and I'm proud of it. You know, I didn't stay Baptist the whole time, but I, uh, that's where I got my foundation. So, Terrence? Kojic. Straight what does Kojic mean? Church of God in Christ. Alright. <laughs> Glad you know. Alright, some of us don't. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up Kojic as well. I grew up Kojic as well. So. <laughs> uh, this ain't right, y'all. That's true against one. <laughs> yes. So today we're just talking about it. Um, I know I was inspired because I have a friend who uh, was telling me about a guy who grew up in the church and he had to go to a recovery camp because he grew up in the church and he was a PK. And I thought it was so funny. But the fact of the matter is, is that some people really grow up in church and have terrible experiences that they actually need to be recovered from. And some of the experiences aren't terrible, but sometimes when you're locked into certain uh, rules, regulations, traditions, certain things that are not even founded in the Bible, um, sometimes it does mess up your mind to when you come out of that, to when you find out the truth, sometimes it can really just kind of play games with your mind. And so, um, you know, so it, it must have been a serious thing for him, you know, to have to go to an entire recovery camp. I didn't even think it was real. I thought it was fake. I thought they was lying, making it up because I never heard of such a thing in my life. But I do understand that that is some people's experience. So we talk about growing up in church and we just share some of our experiences in hopes of, you know, maybe somebody getting free or, or having a better understanding of some of the, like the things and the ways that happen. Right. I know one thing like Vaughn said, he grew up Baptist and, you know, what was you taught about Kojic people? Yeah, we stay away from y'all. <laughs> 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 that was like, they, they the uppity people. They got their own song. You can't just... You gotta be born in, you just can't be joined oh, in. Wow. <laughs> I never even heard that. <laughs> so we was told to stay away from uh, the Church of God in Christ. And the crazy part about it is that when I went on my own, that's the very first church I joined. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I grew up Church of God in Christ, and, and he's right. We have our own song. We really do. Yes. You can't yes. join in, you got to be born in. Um, you know, but we were taught some things about the Baptist people that they smoke and drink and, yes. you know, they all going to hell, you know, <laughs> like, yes. we were, it was like both sides playing each other. It sounds like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what you guys experienced with that, but I know I have friends of all types of denominations yeah. and yeah. at the end of the day, we all, yeah, we believe in God. I mean, I yeah. think once we grow up and kind of move past that stuff. You know, when you find out the truth. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you find out the we truth. We all serve the same God. Exactly. At the end of the day. Exactly. Right. Right. So, tell us about um, a life-changing experience for you guys in church. Anybody. Uh, go ahead. I will say, uh, I went to Calvary Baptist Christian School, and I also went to Calvary Baptist Christian Church. So where I went to school is where I went to church, and where I went to church is where I also went to school. So you literally did. <laughs> I literally did. I know, like, but uh, what I loved about it, it was like a community. Uh, we all support each other. We love each other. If if we weren't, if we didn't have nothing to eat, we'll go to our fellow friend's house, and they cook for us. They watched me while my mom went to work. It was more of a community based, and I believe that that was for me life changing because going forward, we're all in the same kingdom. We gotta be able to look out for one another. If one is hungry, we should be able to reach out and bring that person in. 
And so that really taught me how we can come together and really use the nomination of the church for the betterment and empowerment of, of people. What about when you got in trouble? If your mom wasn't around, could Listen, somebody else's mama whoop you? They, they whooped me. <laughs> then when I got home, my mama whooped me. And yep. then when my daddy got home, I got whooped again. So, yeah, that. that. Yeah. The community was real. <laughs> no, right. real. For real. Yeah. The village, the village raised me. Okay. What about y'all? Growing up years. Growing up years. I can't really. Uh, what was the question again? The whole just question. Sharing an experience. Life changing. Like something life changing, life altering. It could be the good or the bad, anything. Mine was, to this day, it's probably one of the ones I remember is when I first got baptized. I was 13. Remember it vividly, everything. Uh, my first experience with uh, the Holy Spirit and uh, going into it and then just coming out of the water. Um, just a newness, a new feeling. And then my mom being at the steps to cover me and wrap me. That was like my first like it literally shifted the way I thought about church, even just being involved, uh, my commitment and my relationship. Because at that point, you know, you just going to church and yeah. sunshine band, whatever. But then I really began to get an understanding, another level of relationship with, with God. Then that's good. <laughs> um, for me, um, I was in elementary. I was like sixth grade and I had a teacher, her name was Miss Finnerty, wherever she is, I just want to say thank you if you're listening. But um, I was really a misunderstood kid, um, uh, challenged in a lot of ways. Okay, I was kind of bad, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was kind of bad, so they put me in an opportunity <clears throat> class and um, she used to just like, you know, make me read scripture. She didn't know that, you know, I grew up in a home that was, you know, uh, God all day, every day. But she really just challenged me to really pray and uh, read my word and just, you know, basically um, be a better kid. And what changed me with that experience was, you know, I, I, I believe God was following me at that point. I was just like, Dang, like, why? Everywhere I go, it's like, God this, God that. So, it just really just changed my thought as a young uh, girl that, okay, maybe God is real. Maybe I would just, you know, believe in him. And that's what made me believe in God, pretty much. That's good. My my experience that is most memorable was when I got baptized, too. The first time I was six years old, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to drown, for real. It was so scary. I didn't understand the me. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew I was forced to just get in that tub, and and my dad said, "Get it together, like you're not gonna be a dramatic." But you know, but and then I was scared after that. And then when I got my own relationship with Christ, I I knew it was important that I take that step, knowing now yeah. what it meant. And so, um, like you said, just that meaningful experience, just mm -hmm. coming out as like this new person and stuff like that. So that was my most memorable memorable experience. Um, in church, um, and I know like in church, things have changed over the years. Uh, we have changed over the years, you yeah. know, from our growing up years until now. Um, 
And I know that there's some things that have impacted us throughout the years, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's like traditions and ways of our churches that um, may sway you a different way, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you talked about a relationship with God, sometimes uh, because we grow up in the church and some of the stuff we see Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff we experience, sometimes it alters our, our, the way we view a relationship yeah. with God, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't really give that a fair chance because of this. Yeah. So um, what are some of the challenges that you see regarding like that concept? The the traditions, the, the things that kind of are like, okay, it, this is more habit than, than what God has said. This is more uh, what you want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's just been that way for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus... What, what even the Bible may have said, you know, um, the things that cause church hurt, the things that cause uh, people to feel manipulated, the things that cause people to feel abused, even in the church, and maybe not even have a good experience mm-hmm. with the church, and therefore their experience is impacted with God. Anybody can go. I think I would first say that all traditions are not bad traditions. Mm-hmm. There are some traditions that we need that are make our practice, our worship to God effective. Mm-hmm. Like we go to church every Sunday. That's a tradition. Right. Um, you know, we sing a praise song and a worship song. We have offering yes. and a tradition. But when we allow traditions to then hurt or manipulate or uh, really deter other people, I think that's when traditions get bad. For instance, if I go to church and it's been our tradition not to walk down the middle aisle, but if somebody that comes into the church doesn't know, and they try to walk in the middle aisle, and you're like, oh my God, no, this, that. Like, yeah. really, now we've allowed that tradition yeah. to really hurt somebody's experience. Yeah. Because not all traditions represent God. Like, you know, I don't know right. where the middle aisle rule came from, um, but we can't allow traditions to then <clears throat> hurt other people. And so we have to recognize traditions, but I just understand that each tradition has its, has its place. It has its place, yeah. And so, um, yeah, traditions for me is could be a good thing. It all depends on how you use it. But a lot of churches we have used them negatively. Mm-hmm. And I think that in order for the church, no matter what denomination you're in or non-denomination, in order to grow and expand, we have to reevaluate our traditions and say, hey, is this bringing glory to God or bringing glory to man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has um, your relationship with God been impacted over the years because of tradition? <sighs> it really, to me, a lot of it, didn't really bother me because either one I would ignore it or I just the type of person I'm very creative and so whether I was in you know teaching leadership either way I would definitely do it just on the way you know God would lead me and I was just even like that time for me because I'm not that old but as far as tradition me growing up in it it wasn't you know Sunday school, sunshine, man, different things like that. It was okay growing up. But as I got older and began to teach and different things, that's when it kind of started to change a little bit or I was able to change it, you know, in a different way, so to speak. But it tradition really didn't necessarily bother me, but I've seen it affect people in ways where I would have conversation with them and they wouldn't want to step back in a church because either they came in with an attitude or not, you know, the best, but 
you know, someone says something to them and they were done. So, <laughs> I, I mean, smallest things like that or, you know, a person sitting in, in the same spot. <laughs> they say the chair. Yeah, this my chair. I've been here fifty years. Yep, crazy. I've seen it. Like, I've yeah. seen it too. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I just. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, for me, tradition did affect me. I'm not gonna say here I'm lying. <laughs> I'm not. Um, because I was, I guess you could say, like different. I liked it to, you know, show my creativity through, like, you know, expressing, expressing myself that way, like. I didn't like stockings. Um, I didn't really like dresses. And, like, you know, this is just <laughs> what it was. But, um, I don't know. Uh, that's pretty much. So, yeah. should we have a should we have a church without tradition? Uh, for think? me, uh, yeah, some things, yes. I feel like churches with traditions are kind of, like, fading away, in my opinion. Like, you got a question? <laughs> <laughs> they both, they both uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna let her speak because she made them some good questions. So I'm trying, I was gonna wait till you was done. <laughs> well, I think they are like, you know, fading away, in my opinion. Um, I don't, I, I think, don't, don't be mad at me for saying this to you, but I think like choirs are like, at this point, are unnecessary. I mean, they have some choirs where they have like a big choir day, annual days where they have a bunch of choirs and it's dope. Like that's that's super cool. But I just think now for like as millennials, like it's time to like, you know, really try to um, keep the same, you know, keep God, you know, keep God, keep that, you know, I still like apostolic style and all that. I love that. I'm just saying like we just have to get rid of some things that, that are just ne- un- unnecessary at this point. I, th- I think I think when it it comes when it comes close to the line as far as you know getting a soul pulling someone in and then you know you're dealing with tradition and pulling someone in I think that's when you should drop everything and definitely focus on the soul because sometimes you know the flashy lights that get that attracts mm-hmm. certain people you know yeah. coming from whatever demographic you know you have people that have never been in church or people who've heard of you know that traditional church and so sometimes is i mean i feel like at this point you know where we're at it's going to take doing something different and going that extra mile and you know giving that yeah i i definitely believe there's a place for um, certain traditions, and I, I don't agree that um, tr- we should do away with churches that are more traditional because mm-hmm. every church is not for everybody. Like, yeah. you know, there's like a certain style or a certain niche um, market that every organization, period, caters mm-hmm. to, right? So yes. you, you may very well have a more techie style church where right. <laughs> yeah. there's all these lights and cameras and like Some the pastor's like not that. even there, but oh. he's on a video screen and right. the church is still packed, right? Yeah. But then some yeah. people feel like, well, that's not, I can't reach you. Yeah. You're not yeah. a tangible person. If, yeah. if I just got to watch you on a video screen, why would I be a part of this? You know what I mean? So there, there's something for everybody. Right, you know, right. there's something to meet everybody's needs. Um, I do agree, like, some traditions, like, are, are great, you know. And I, I agree, like, I mean, the history of the church and stuff, like, there had to be some sort of structure, mm-hmm. you know. But when, I, I agree with that, too, like, what you were saying, Terrence, like, when, when the order 
trumps mm-hmm. yeah. what God is trying to do, exactly. that's when it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if there's, like, a prostitute walking the street mm-hmm. and the church is open having service or revival or something like that, she may not have on the clothes exactly. that fit, right? right? Exactly. Or that yeah. fit what you want her to, to come in here looking like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she still wants to walk in and maybe she actually does want to be saved because she hears something is drawing her in, exactly. right? Yeah. And so if you go and just like immediately cover her up and wrap her up and tell yeah. her you can't be in here like this, how is she going to feel, right? Exactly. She's already this way for a reason. Yeah. She's coming yeah. here to get some sort of change. So I agree with you in that manner. You know, I think that was a great example of, of how there's still, at the end of the day, there's still a soul to be worried about, exactly. right? There's still a soul that's either going to make it to heaven or make it to hell, one mm-hmm. of the two. Yes. But they coming in here for something. And and do we let what we have, our habits and our ways yes. deter them? Or do we put that to the side for a moment and recognize like, okay, this person really needs the same thing I needed when yeah. I walked through the exactly. door. No matter if right. I look like that or not. Right. I still needed someone to give me a chance and to let me come in and get what I needed. We have a duty to welcome others right. into right. the body as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. What were you going to say, Mark? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think that's why, for me, traditions should play a part of building who you are, but it's not the end-all, be-all of who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, from a young kid, I learned how to pray. Like, bow your head and close your eyes. That set the importance of prayer. But mm-hmm. as I grow, I don't always have to bow my head and close my eyes. Right. Right. So right. I'll be in my car needing to pray, and I, I can't bow and my head and close my eyes. <laughs> 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 yes. Or praying before I eat, it set a precedence of you know to take time to pause and be thankful and say a prayer. But if by chance I don't say a prayer before I eat, doesn't mean that I don't, I don't, I'm not grateful. So certain traditions to me are good for foundational things to get you in the mindset and habit of praying mm-hmm. a moment uh, before you go to bed, saying your prayers, or waking up in the morning and saying your prayers. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that we need to build upon, but it should not be the end all be all. If somebody doesn't observe a tradition. That doesn't mean that they're less than, you know, um, we should be able to build upon these precepts to, um, and also point to God in our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So any tradition that's not helping us get closer to the Lord, it becomes a hindrance. Yeah. It doesn't help the gospel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I know for me, it, it was the traditions that made me not even interested in getting yes. saved or anything. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I just yes. wasn't interested because of those ways, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, you, like, why do I got to wear stockings? Why do I always got to wear a skirt? Like, why? You know, and even when I got saved and switched churches, and the, I never forget the first time pastor said, uh, we wearing jeans and t-shirts, you know? And I was like, jeans and t-shirts? Because I didn't come from that, right? Yeah. I mean, not, not jean pants. We could yeah. wear jean pants. We could wear a jean skirt. Yeah. That was casual. That wasn't, you know, oh, we could wear jean pants. So wow. even though I was now saved, I still took those traditions with me because... Right. That was my whole life. Like, that's what I knew, right? So that's even though I disagreed with them, it still was something I took with me. So it, it's, it followed me, and I allowed it to. So even in a place where it's like, you don't have to do that anymore, you know? It's like, what? Like, well, that's weird not to do it. Like, you know, because I... So now I'm battling something else. Because I'm trying to figure it out. Did you feel like you were stuck, like, like a type of, like, bondage type of thing? Like... I don't know. I guess that's a good term for it. I, I, I mean... Was it, like... Cultish. Yeah, <laughs> that that component, no. Okay. That, that wearing. But pants, just you then. To me, wearing pants, like when I went to my friend's church, it was a multicultural church, and mm-hmm. she told me, 
you can wear flip flops and shorts. And I was like, mm. the church? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm like? Who does that? Because I come from a church where, it, you know, if some people believe it wasn't everybody, but some people believe that, you know, sometimes if your sleeves was a certain height, yeah. you know, and your skirt was a certain height, you was going to hell. And so when that's just ingrained, Sometimes, yeah. although, yes, you have surrendered, but if I've been this way for X amount of... That's the thing people don't understand about salvation. Like, we lived an entire life before we got saved, right? And then we get saved, and this is a new creation now. Like, creation. Like, I'm being created as this new being, right? Yeah. As a saved person. So, there's things I have to unlearn. There's things God have to work on me and untie that knot, right? Right, And right. so, um, you know, he does have to loose me and free me from mm-hmm. some things, but... These are things that are years and years and years of yes. doing every week, yes. sometimes every day. Because sometimes we was at the church every day every of the week. Day. You know what I mean? So I won't say it was like a cult feeling or it, it was, I do believe it was a level of bondage because I do believe that, uh, I don't believe that you should have a, a dress code per se. Right. Yeah. But I do believe that if you're in certain positions or if you are up in front of the people, Mm-hmm. that there is certain things that you should wear because just from a presentation perspective, right, right. right? If you're in your workplace making mm-hmm. a presentation in front of the entire company, yes. you're not <laughs> going to get up there looking like any old thing. Right. right? Yeah. So we shouldn't do that in a church either. Right, we shouldn't come right. up there and we got to make a whole, you know, inspirational message. And we got on a big old puff coat and stuff like, you know, I mean, some things are just ridiculous, right? <laughs> or if you got on something that's like, you know, top heavy and everything yeah, all out, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's everybody's seeing like right. on purpose you wearing this mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? People know why they wear what they wear, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I do believe you should be mindful of your audience when you are doing things within the body, but I don't think it's any different than when you're outside of, yeah. of yeah. church either, yeah. you know, but like I said, I, I don't believe that it's cultish. I, I do believe it's a, 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 a change that the individual does have to either adapt to or not because some people believe, um, I, you know what, from the old school, you know, when, when church was founded and all this stuff, like the people dressed up for church because that was like the one thing they had status and prestige and that was mm-hmm. the one good thing. You know, if you're a slave all day and you get to go to church and just praise and hear about a God that's so good and all this stuff, you're trying to give your best and so that's your best. So I get that, right? Yeah. But for me, my best is the fact that I showed up. Right. To me. For me. That's for me. And I think it's because we have to understand why these traditions, like you said, were established. Yeah. Back then. Back then. It was different. It was different. But it was, uh, you dressed up like that. Me dressing up, like you said, was Mm -hmm. me presenting my best. My best. Mm -hmm. And so that worked for them. Mm -hmm. But as we progress, if we don't continue to progress with the times, then we start using old things that worked back then Mm -hmm. into a new way. It Mm -hmm. becomes a hindrance. Mm -hmm. So now in the 21st century, where now you have CEO people, jeans and t-shirts, and you have people who are millionaires dressing casual, and now, or you can have a three-piece suit on, but be the nastiest person yep. you can be. That's now it's true. time to reevaluate what we have established and mm-hmm. say, you know what, like, you can be free to wear what it is because you have a relationship with the Lord and the Lord's not going to have you walk outside looking crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the Lord yeah. on the inside will govern, like, what you yeah. should and what should not. That's a great point because you can have on a whole suit yeah. and, and have all these positions and still be... Right. Committing crimes, right. rape, molestation, abuse. I mean, yeah, yeah. stealing stuff. <laughs> yeah. You could be doing all types of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. right in the church, but you look the part. Mm-hmm. You look like we want you to look. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's almost like everything. But, you know. Yeah. And then when it happens, it's like, what? That person? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. That's not that's not possible. You know? But it's because they, they looked a certain way. Yeah. It just wasn't expected. You know, it was expected from the other person that didn't look that way. Yeah, you know? That's crazy. That's so crazy. yeah, I mean there is a there is a there are ways I do believe that create cult culture, mm-hmm. I call it. Um <laughs> when you have certain groups within the group and nobody else is in, invited and mm-hmm. included yeah. and everybody is kind of manipulated in a way to believe certain things. Yeah. And that's why it's enclosed to just this group. Um, that is a cult. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a cult, that's what it is, right? Jesus didn't die for us to have our own subgroups. Right. He really didn't, right? I mean, with especially within the body of Christ. Like, you know, that's why I have a problem with some of these groups that talk about, you know, only the, the, the blacks and the Mexicans is getting into heaven. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ow. You know, like, <laughs> y'all don't deserve to get in there. Okay, just, right. You know? <laughs> or or even the denominational line, like like I said, we was taught, you know, yeah, that this, this, and that. And I come to find always out that division, even some of the, you know, I mean, and, and nobody's perfect, right? No. So it doesn't matter what denomination you're in, you you got your own issues as well. Right. Like <laughs> So I, how you guys feel like growing up in church like the expectation that is placed on you guys. Like how you guys That's deal how you guys deal with that? The expectation mm-hmm. of oh well you grew up in church. You this church is all you know. Um how you deal with that pressure of the expectation that is placed on you automatically because you have grown up in church. Yeah, you have no choice. Uh-huh. You got it? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, <man. laughs> I mean for me it was like like I was just a person that just like um, I didn't really uh, I don't want to say that okay I didn't really like care it was like yeah I grew up in church so like I, this is my life like it's my lifestyle like and I love it I mean I grew to this so of course you know when you grow up with something you you learn to love it you learn to cherish it but it was just I feel like I didn't have really no expectation because I guess it was me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, nobody's gonna really, you know, care about what Sherelle's doing. But <laughs> reality <laughs> went to a club. <laughs> so they were like, uh, it's about time for church. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I was just kicking it, and then I started feeling conviction, and that's why, like, you know, reality hit. And I was like, dang. So they looking, they looking, and I was just like, okay. Sure, you gotta get it together because if they're watching, you know, there's an expectation on your life. And that's when I knew that I had to get it together for the sake of, you know, my friends and associates that were around me. That's when I knew I had a mantle. Like, okay, they watch it for real. So even on like Facebook, Instagram, they all, you know, they're watching literally. So they'll make comments and everything. And sometimes I was like a little like Jesus, see this is why. Stretch your hands out. <laughs> I was like Jesus, uh, but um, I was just I just had to stay focused, and um, the more I really dedicated myself more to God and get to, got to know Him, it helped me, and you know it really like helped me humble myself because I knew that it was people looking at me and expected a lot from me, so I get calls all the time and. There's a certain expectation that you know, they're trying to get, and I have to give it to them. So I just stay in alignment 
with God from that point on. So, yeah. Yeah, mind you, <laughs> a lot of it different. Yeah, he got. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> oh, the expectation. Um, a lot. I mean, some even just from. Uh, Watching my parents grow up, my mom being a praying woman, yeah. an intercessor. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. I mean, right. yeah. And then and just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you, but it's going. You're gonna be right. something. Something is. But my mom, no, my mom always. I feel like the. And I probably I've never like actually told this story, but I could remember. She's probably said it, been saying it to us since we were little, but she knew. She would always tell me that she knew when I was in her womb that I would be the minister of, of word. And she would always say it, but I never really understood it until I, I want to say my first message I ever uh, preached was on Del Paso. Uh, I forgot whatever. But yeah, I um, preached my first message there and that was like one of the darkest times of my life ever. And the Lord really used me. And that's when I first seen, you know, just everything that she's been speaking in my life. And so, I mean, after I preached that message, I I promise I backslid for, for a while. <laughs> I promise you. Because after I preached that message, the enemy, like, it was just like another level of pressure and, you know, fear, doubt. And, and then it was just like me seeing the potential in myself and then growing up around preachers growing up around you know my cousins my uncles it's just you know a line of preachers and singers and seeing that and you know watching them you know some you know either you know fall or you know go through what they go through just whatever and it just kind of you know it would I put a lot on myself. Yeah. The pressure. It, it, a lot of it, and now at my, you know, my age, I've <laughs> noticed that I put it. A lot of that pressure is from me. Yeah. It's not, you know, not even what I'm facing, what I'm looking at. It's just that pressure because, you know, can I really do it? it, it is this really for me? And so, um, going through, you know, just the situations in life and. God taking me through whatever and all that stuff, but um, yeah, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's come out of it, eh? It, it, yeah, when you come out of it, but on the other side, yeah, yeah, when you, yeah, yeah, because yeah, sometimes just I just wish it. I just met God, like, man, can this be over with? Please? I wish I just met God right now, like, <laughs> but I, I believe the big, the biggest part of it is uh, understanding and. That's the hardest part to, I guess you can say, like, communicate. Because I know God, he wish he could just be like, you know, da -da 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 -da, and then we get it. You know, he gives us a little piece. And I only gave you a little piece because I already know you're going to be hard-headed. Go do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. And so he gives us a little bit at a time. And so we like, you know, God, yeah, this, da -da -da -da. and after we come out of it, we like, Okay, I see what you mean. I, you know, because if I would have did this or if I would have did that, I would have never made it to this point. You know, if if I would have never, you know, stepped out and actually accepted the call to preach or to teach or whatever the case may be, 
I would have never been in a position to realize that God really did call me to preach. Because for so long, I've always heard people prophesy mm. and speak over me and tell me, hey, Terrence, you are called to do this and you are called to do this and you are called to do that. But I never really believed it for myself. And that was one of the reasons why I fell so hard is because, you know, I took on the expectations of man That's good. and not really understanding, you know, who God really called me to be. And that's why it was hard for me to move with uh, certain, you know, responsibilities or to even, you know, teach or just do certain things was because I wasn't sure in my own self. Mm -hmm. Is this really, yeah, I can do it. I'm capable. But is this what he's called me to do? Is it really for me? And so I honestly struggled with that for maybe from maybe 18 to now. Like just coming out of a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> just coming out, coming out of a lot of it now. now. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. She's like, still left. But because I think sometimes when you grow up in church, as great as it is, but sometimes they teach you how to have a relationship with the church. That's right. Yeah, and that's good. They teach that's us good. how to have a relationship with God. Yeah. And so yeah. we live our life trying to impress the church. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, I love my mom and my dad dearly. They did a great job raising me. But how come when every young people come to the church, we're trying to teach them to be great in the church? Mm. We have to also tell them to be great outside in the world. Yeah. Like, we don't yeah. need just great preachers. We need great lawyers, Christian exactly. lawyers, Christian mm -hmm. doctors, Absolutely. Yeah. Christian paralegals, Christian president or council <laughs> judges. So that yeah. way, every aspect of life in the world, you can meet yeah. God in every, yeah. Yeah. Every, everywhere. everywhere. And we put so much prestige on the preacher. But what about all the other auxiliary mm -hmm. and so uh future forward going forward the way churches are going to keep thriving is that we we, we begin to develop the whole person mm -hmm. to make yes. sure they're great outside yes. of the church as well like mm -hmm. push kids to go to get scholarships and yeah you know, push kids to have uh get academics and sports yeah. and politics yeah. and things like that so that way christ can be represented yes. in every aspect of of, of life That's Definitely. That's yeah. why. That's why I love my job because, like, they don't. A lot of people when they see me, they don't expect me to be like a Christian. I'm to be honest, like, because I have a tattoos and I have a nose ring. And I'm just like super cool. And when they <laughs> when they talk to me, it's just like the rest of us ain't super cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. I gotta say that. I did not say that. Everybody <laughs> in their own ways, their own entities, like that. You know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I just love being the person I am because, like, I could reach, like, a lot of people. The women that does have earrings, the women that does have tattoos, and all just, like, young men. Like, I just love it because I felt like I was used like this <laughs> to go through what I went through, just, like, getting tattoos and not caring and stuff like that, just to experience stuff so I could reach, you know, people like me. You know that are going through different stuff and feeling like they can't be accepted, that's being rejected. You know, throughout other, you know, other places in their lives and at other churches. So it's just like I feel like I could reach them. So I love being like myself, and I learned to love myself being like how I am because I'm super fun, I'm goofy, and I like to make jokes. So I love reaching people that people can't reach uh, with the power of God, and you know, just being saved. 
and a Christian. I love it. So, and I think that's the most important point of like, you know, as as we have grown up in church, and then the future coming up behind us is that, like you said, Vaughn, like, so lean us in a way that points a hundred percent towards God. Like, yes, we know. That positions need to be filled in the church. We right. know that work needs to be done in the church. Right. Yes. But that shouldn't be why you want me here. Right. right. You know, right. that shouldn't be the sole reason that you want me here is because I do have certain talents or abilities that can fulfill your need because then you're taking advantage of me. Yeah. And that and, and when that's yeah. your intent, it never lasts. Because exactly. guess what? Yeah. People figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah they oh, do. Okay, so they're using me because I am, you know, like a, a, a computer person, you know, at work. And so I come in and you find out I'm a computer person. Let's put them That's in the computer. You know? yes. Or, yes. you know, I, I have a, a, a group over here. Oh, well, they already sing. So let's just put them in this capacity right, right. to sing because that's what they do. Forsaken the fact that there's a, still a soul on the inside right. that needs to be fed. There's still needs spiritually that need to be met. And so... You know, when when you're just doing things out of habit, yeah. because that's just what it is, mm-hmm. then at some point, something gives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and either you have like a breakdown, sometimes people go to a certain yeah. place in their mind, sometimes people get angry, people, you know, you start dealing with things because you've now gone to a place where I, I don't feel the same about yeah. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so God, is this you? And if it is you, then why do I feel this way? If it's not you, then what is it? But then when it's the enemy or when you when you recognize right. what the intent was, sometimes that leads to us being angry and bitter, um, having all these um, it just negative thoughts about the church or about mm-hmm. church leadership or what have you because, you know, internally, spiritually, my needs were never met. And it yeah. seems like you didn't even care about that. I'm just getting you. You know, yeah, it seems like all you wanted me for was for my ability, which is different than my See? spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. You didn't even invest in my spiritual right, right, gift. Right. You just invested in my, you didn't even invest in my ability. All yeah. You, was, exactly, yeah. you just asked me to do it, but it was for personal gain or or, or ministry gain. Right. As opposed, and, and just a, a spot filler. Yeah. Right? When in the kingdom of heaven, we're not spot fillers. We're, we have purpose. Yeah. So if I have purpose in the kingdom of heaven, but I don't really have spiritual purpose in this facility, th- something's off, right? Yeah. There's, there's a line that's like crossed there or something. I, I don't yeah, And I agree because like, we're more than just our gift. Like, yeah. Preaching is just what I do, but Vaughn is a person. Yeah. Playing the drums is just what I do, but Vaughn is just a, a I'm, I'm, I'm more than just that. I'm more than right. just this. I'm more, and so if we're going to help build people, we have to speak to who they are and not what they do. Yes. Or not where they come from. Because sometimes it's a name. Yeah. Mm. And, <laughs> and in this grand old black church, I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes yes. it's all about who you know yeah. and how you know them. Because yeah. uh, if you're a relative, oh, yeah, yeah, you get all these perks. Right, right, right. You yeah, know? Yeah. Or if you're one of them outcasted relatives, it's like, oh, no, we don't, we don't yeah. need food. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, so... you know, if you, oh, oh, you so and so, you related to, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, come on this platform or do this or do that. Get all these doors open for you. So it's almost like sometimes you walk in a place and you just want to say, yeah, whether you, you know, relate to the people or not, because you yeah. know some of the perks behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it just becomes like the mafia. 
you know, yeah. or like some street gang where it's like, you know, what set you from, you know, yeah. what church you from, right? What denomination yeah. you from, what family you from, you know, it, it becomes no different because you're still fighting. I mean, you still, you, that's the same approach, yeah. you know, it's just brought from here to here. It's, it's from one setting to the next. And so, but the problem I have is that there's, there's so, there, the focus in this place is supposed to be souls. But the focus in this place, of course, is whatever that intent is for the gang or for the mafia or whoever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But the souls are still at stake here, yeah. right? Who's going to answer for those? Yeah. Do you think, and maybe we could probably use this for maybe a part two later or something, but do you think is that because some people have not attained the success that they might want in their career, that they use the success of the church to try to trump or make other people feel better? So. Maybe if I'm not a CEO in in the world, but I become a pastor here, now because I feel that I failed over here, I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm better than this, and I'm better than that, and you guys deserve like, do you think that some people are overcompensating in their title in the church because of maybe they feel less than in their accomplishments in the world? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like yes. sometimes people over. Yeah. I do too. But the higher you go up in the church, supposed to be more the depth you need to serve. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more people trying to serve. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think because, but if you are as successful at home, then I can come in the church and be okay yeah. because my 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 sense of who I am is not filled with bread. In me. And, right, and, right. And that was like one of my biggest struggles too. Is like, you know, um, me being, you know side to or you know spoken into and just like okay I'm, I'm you know I preach the word pastor I'm, 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 I'm no pastor I see what they no I see firsthand I'm looking I'm like oh uh, no no I barely can handle this right here right now not saying like you know because I've eventually come to where like you know okay God you know whatever it is well one thing that I have learned is ability will only get you so far. But when God calls you, he um, deals with your character, your integrity. He builds all that stuff up. He makes sure that's right first. Mm -hmm. Breaks you down. He uh, uh, pulls, strips you a lot of things and he makes sure you're grounded in him Mm -hmm. before. But you you step out in ability, like you said, you eventually break you, you fall down and now you're sitting here bleeding internally, bleeding. Mm-hmm. No one's looked or everybody overlooking you. Yeah. Because that's that's where it started was just with the ability. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why I just, you know I couldn't <laughs> just just seeing that, it was just like, God, if you call me, you gonna have to you gonna have to literally Put me there, like you know, somebody go out, you know, send Gabrielle, one of the angels. Somebody go out there, we're gonna have Gabrielle. You mean Gabriel? Gabriel, 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 Christ in different ways and something that just 
you know, reaches out to the community, reaches out to the young people and just has a niche market. So tell us about that as we close and wrap this up. Give us your Instagram. How can we follow you? How can we support you guys? (laughs) Well, my name is Sherelle Angela on Instagram. uh, C-H-A-R-R-E-L-L-A-N-G-E-L-A. That's it. On Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Sherelle Angela everywhere. Um, I'm an artist. And I'm also a barber, so if you need some fresh face in She's Sacramento, nice. California, nice. hit me up. Cool. <laughs> hit me up. All right. Um, I have a group, 3GXM. Um, the twi- uh, the we don't have we do have Twitter, but our you can follow us on uh, Instagram, 3GX Music. That's just 3GX Music, and then you can follow my personal page, TXXL Music. That's it. <laughs> All right, we out. <laughs>